Double Feature presents Pick 6. The guys make a top five list and add one more. Road trips, war movies, more death scenes, and you know it, beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Tell us your picks. Take that little mustache and wipe your ass with it. <laughs> I don't have a mustache. What'd you or an ass, Johnny Ringo. Oh, that cut out quick. <laughs> well, that's the kind of show. That's that the kind of show we run around. You faded that down really quickly. I can bring it back a little bit. No, that's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so six-pack double feature. It's pick six. We're doing uh, the worst movies we've ever seen. And I'm not Nathan. And I am not Travis. And yeah, we're and doing... together, we're Wonder Powers We activate. are wild stallions. <laughs> we are, yeah. <clears throat> uh, we would be, actually, we would be mild stallions. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yes, we're doing um, worst movies. I don't know... I don't think we'll cross paths with this one, but um, I, I don't know. It's yeah, we, we could. Might. We could. We could. Okay. We could. Um, Nathan, you won the coin toss, so <laughs> what's your number I'm six? Gonna, I'm going to play a little bit of music from a scene from number six. No one could touch me the way that you do. If you want me, give a little touch. me, let me know. Touch me. I come on in, just let me know. What in God's name is that? <laughs> I, I know it's it's clearly 80s. Horrible. It's, it, it's clearly horrible and 80s. Well, that was the beginning of a four and a half minute uh, dance scene that takes place in Mac and Me. I was going to say, is that from Mac and Me? <laughs> I want to vomit. In, Mo- in, in McDonald's. In McDonald's. No, call it McDonald's. Yeah. That way we don't. It, no, it was in McDonald's. It was in McDonald's. I know. I know. But yeah. Uh, oh, I remember that scene. Uh, God. I forgot about it until I oh. saw it again. Nice the song sounded cool enough. Nice like, ghetto blaster, kid. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. The Mac and Me McDonald's dance mix. Yeah, it's what's horrible about this movie and the fact that I haven't seen it since 1989. Yeah, since it came out, was that it was a blatant ripoff. It's like six or seven years after ET. Oh, I was gonna say Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but there's no sincerity, like, of a Spielberg classic, you know. Right. It's full of product placement, and it might as well have been a commercial for McDonald's and Coke. Because all the aliens drank the Coke out of the straws. Fun. Yeah, you remember that? No? Okay, good. Because I wish I had remembered it either. I don't know that I ever really saw this movie. <sighs> I've seen clips of it from, like... Every time Paul, I love, I Paul love... Rudd's on Conan... Was he in? Was Paul Rudd in it? No, but that's the that's the clip that he always plays. Is a clip from a movie. And he plays. The he plays. No, he plays the kid in the wheelchair going down and falls off the cliff, and then the little alien comes up. I love Paul Rudd so much. Yeah, I love him more um, now. All right, so the really sweet dance off yeah. front the McDonald's for Mac yeah. and me is your number six. My number six is anything made by Edward D. Wood Jr. I love Ed Wood because he had a passion for doing what he did. I also love Ed Wood because he had no patience to do it the right way. <laughs> it's easy. He's like a, he was like a kid. Mm-hmm. It was an he was a he was a raging alcoholic kid, but he's a drunk child. He was a drunk child, and those are the best kind of children, really drunk children. Yeah, because they go to bed early. His movies all had the, they said the, the same check marks. They had bad editing. Uh, bad timing, bad, bad acting, acting, bad, bad writing, bad directing, <laughs> bad expository sequences. 
Anything and one takes. Oh yeah, one take. Yeah, one take. Wofford. One take. King. Anything you can do that would be a mistake making a movie, Ed Wood did it. But we're sitting here talking about him mm-hmm. sixty odd years later. Yeah, there was a movie made about him. Nobody's made a movie about me. Hey, what's that movie called? Um, Star Wars. <laughs> that would be Ed Wood. It's called Ed Wood. Yeah, it's a Tim Burton movie starring Johnny Depp. Very good movie. Um, so, I guess if you had to put a name on it, I would say Glenn or Glenda is the worst of, of the, the worst. worst. Yeah, made by Ed Wood. That's cross dressing, right? That's the cross dressing transsexual thing. Just to, yeah. just just so we could make a movie. He was yeah. just he was sort of a whore. He was sort of a whore. And apparently he liked to potentially he'd like to dress up and. Mm. No, Eddie was a transvestite. Okay. And the transvestite thing is why he thought he could make a transsexual movie because he thought the two were the same and he wasn't anywhere he's a, close to So he's a cross-dresser is what he was. Ed was, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's my number six. Anything made by Ed Wood. What's your number five? My number five is Batman and Robin. I remember actually going to the theater to see this. I don't know why. I, I should have known better. The bat, mean, nipples, the bat nipples were on the wrong suit in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Because this is this film is is responsible for killing the Batman franchise for almost a decade, yeah, almost a decade. It's so bad, it's utterly coherent, and it demonstrates a piss poor understanding of what makes Batman well, Batman, <laughs> you know, and it wrecks what little of the source material it actually gets right. It, it's so bad that even Joel Schumacher has come out. In the past, not too long ago, actually apologizing for it. Oh, wow. I mean, that takes balls to go, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> uh, this was not what it should have been. Because, I mean, all it is, is is George Clooney, who's a good actor, being bad. He makes maybe a good Bruce Wayne as a billionaire, kind of, but not. But he definitely doesn't make a good Batman. I don't see him as not. I, don't, I, I see George Clooney. You just see I don't see Val Clooney. Kilmer. I do see George Clooney. More whining Chris O'Donnell. Ugh. Alicia Silverstone shows up and eventually is Batgirl. Um, and uh, Arnold is Mr. Freeze and give me all the horrible uh, ice-worded puns. Cool off. Freeze. So that's that. Batman and Robin is my number five. My number five is, I think, your favorite movie, mm. Jaws 3. <laughs> I know you love Jaws 2, but Jaws 3 is like the masterpiece of masterpieces. So like if the shark from Jaws somehow was able to travel time through time into the future and eat the shark from Jaws 2, what it would shit out would be the shark from Jaws 3. It takes place in SeaWorld. Yeah. It's in 3D. Mm-hmm. It has Dennis Quaid. And Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. I remember. The only thing good about it. Or the kills. It's like it, it's it, it takes the franchise. I don't even call Jaws a franchise, but it takes the. It's yeah. It's it, hard to call it a franchise when it jumps all over the place in the last two movies and, and it tries to turn it into a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah, it tries and, to make it have a kill count, and that's not the point of the movie at no. all. I remember at a friend's house, someone actually renting this, and wondering why it had a weird. Um, look, we'll look to it, not yeah. knowing that at the time that's because they had to shift it because it was filmed in in 3D. In th- yeah, done with the 3D. There was filter. a there was a resurgence of that 3D crap in the early 80s. Friday yeah. the 13th Part Three, which is actually my Friday favorite Friday the 13th movie, it was done in 3D as well. Which is uh, making this list. I was watching that movie, right? 
uh, and it reminded it, it prompted me to go. Yeah, Jaws three is really stupid. If you don't count it as a Jaws movie and just a, like a just call it three D, <laughs> just call it. <laughs> which that could be kind of cool. It would be a fun like B movie. Could be like a you know like Orca I remember like or one, of the, one of the bodies that they discovered and it laying out there and it was all gnarly and I remember that bothering me as it was a kid. the guy's it was the guy's torso it was the Australian yeah. guy's torso that's that's the one thing I remember from it yeah I and, remember that yep and that's and then the only other thing I really remember from that is it eats a fish or part part of a fish at the beginning of the opening oh, credits and it floats and that by fish head is yeah supposed to be composited in three D yeah. yeah yeah. Jaws 3, that's my number five. What's your number four? Number four is a three, and it's called Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Venom uh, and Sandman, dude? This film is burned in my memory as we were we were over to my parents' house for Thanksgiving. It's 2007. Lisa and I had just gotten married. My parents were still living in North Carolina. My uh, sister and nephews are there, and everybody's around on Friday night or Thursday night watching Spider-Man 3 and I remember just locking eyes with Lisa going god this movie is horrible it's just it's I don't know what compelled Sam Raimi to take that movie in that direction when 2 was actually really good and then he said well I can top that <laughs> hold my beer <laughs> Uh, there, there are too many characters too much fan service and fan baiting and that and doesn't serve the story and it's distinct lack of like tonal consistency throughout the whole movie just makes it so terrible. Isn't there a really bitchin' dance sequence in that movie too? Um, like a like a singing in the rain type dance. There is a there is a emo Peter uh, Parker like in a coffee shop dance sequence. Yes. Why? I I don't know. Probably why it's on your list, right? Yeah. Spider-Man 3 is your number four. My number four is the... Say that five times fast. I'm amazed I f***ing did it once. (laughs) (laughs) My number four is Halloween, the Rob Zombie version. Michael Myers doesn't need a backstory. Michael Myers does not need a backstory. You have taken... You've basically taken the shark from Jaws and told its life story. And castrated it. Yeah. It's, It's not... It's not supposed to have a backstory. You removed its dorsal fin. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, now it's listless. Now it's just this poor wounded creature in the woods, you know? You demystified the devil, and that doesn't... Unless that was your goal, I don't think that was his goal, because Rob... I don't know what Rob Zombie's goals are with his movie. I think his movies are just to be, like, vehicles for his shitty, talentless wife to be in a movie. And to have blood and tits. That's it. His movies are garbage. They're kind of fun to look at. They're kind of like uh, a horror version of The Fifth Element. They're interesting, kind of like David Lynch stuff. They're interesting to look at, but there's not a lot of substance to them necessarily. But whereas David Lynch has an artistic silence and then this fun to look at visual stuff, Rob Zombie has this fun to look at visual stuff and then all this loud garbage with it and tits and screaming and blood and it's, it's all dirty. Yeah. If he were to, if he were to do a Star Wars movie, it would be like he would direct Moss Eisley, you know? Yeah. That's, I hate Rob Zombie and I hate his movies. Tell us how you feel about Rob Zombie. Halloween, the Rob Zombie version, let alone, not, notwithstanding the second one, part two. That's my number four. Your number three. My number three is Jingle All the Way. (laughs) Uh, Why does this movie suck so much? Number one, it stars Jake Lloyd. (laughs) Number two, Arnold is a horrible father in this film. Number three. (laughs) Tubbleman. 
Yeah, the competition between Arnold and Sinbad fighting over a toy goes on way too long to the extremes of childhood endangerment. <laughs> the film's climactic ending is so unbelievably unrealistic, it still angers me to this day, and I haven't seen the movie in 22 years. I don't know if I saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theater. I don't know if I did. I, was... I may have, and if I had, that's probably the extra reason why I hate this movie so much, because it took that much money from me. That... And a movie on my list, um, I was I wasn't made to see by a girlfriend, but she chose to see them, and I took my girlfriend to the see to see the movie. And I don't want to say that's why we why we broke up, but <laughs> the Jingle All the Way is a movie that I did not choose to see. Was it the Catalyst? <laughs> it wasn't even no. that. I'm not even going to name check her. She made me see Jingle All the Way, and she made me see uh, my number one. So we'll get there. We'll get there. And I I wholeheartedly agree with you. Everything about that movie. That's when I realized that Arnold was definitely on the down. The only thing good about that movie, for just a second, Hmm. Phil Hartman. Oh, that's right. He was in that, wasn't he? But he's a cock. He plays the neighbor that gets the actual reindeer. Okay. But he's the only thing that's possibly like, okay, for a second, Phil Hartman might be funny. I got one laugh, and that's, okay, so I got 90 minutes left. Great. So Jingle All the Way is your number three? Yeah. My number three? Face Off. <laughs> I didn't even put that on my list, but that's not a great movie. Was it supposed to be funny? Was it supposed it's, to be it's, like a it's, B movie? It's almost like it's trying to reach now like the road ho- road ho- holes. The Roadhouse like level of it's so bad it's good, but it's not It's that, just so it's bad it's bad. still bad. Yeah. I want to take his face off. Everyone that listens to this podcast, all four of you, which thanks for doubling our listenership, by the way. Appreciate that. <laughs> Everyone knows I love shit that's garbage. What, that's why we were renewed. That's why we got a third season. And a, and a third season of Pick 6. Everyone knows I love shit garbage. And this movie is just, it's not shit garbage. It's shit garbage. It makes you angry? It does. It makes me angry. It's like, is it a John Woo? Yes. First, there's, not, there's not a lot of John Woo that's like, man, that was amazing. He's not a good, no, he's, he's not a good like, international director. Travolta at the time was really big. Nick Cage has done some amazing shit and some amazing shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what this is. Yeah. This is three people that clearly no one was telling them no. Oh, this is a third movie. Same chick made me go see that movie too. Oh, so now there's three. Yeah. Okay. Well, one was yours, two or mine. I didn't even realize that. So face off. <laughs> My number three, your number two. Showgirls. <laughs> uh, admit it. Everyone wanted to see Jesse Spano naked. Yeah, sure. Yeah, unfortunately, so did I. <laughs> it honestly surprises me. It's, it's surprising to realize that the same director that helmed like Robocop and Total Recall could actually create this. Because I don't understand the motivation. It's it's like he got so turned on by like the sexual exploits of Basic Instinct that he decided for his next feature to completely remove all trace elements of any talent whatsoever and just to shoot tits and ass. That's I mean, if that's I mean, what that's he decided, really, that's what he did. I mean, I remember. I think I remember renting it. I um, attempting to locate the NC-17 version, which Blockbuster wouldn't carry. <laughs> And then almost immediately regretting my decision. (laughs) I uh, and two friends rented this movie. Somehow we were able to rent this movie and (laughs) watch it. Oh, we got it. Yeah, nobody's home. My parents aren't home. Cool. We watched Mm -hmm. it and we got, 
I'm talking when it first came out on video. So this is 1995, late okay. late 1995. Okay, so I am at this point if, for some math. I and my friends are 14, 15 years old. We watched half of it and we're like, "This is awful." There's Jesse Spano is naked. Great, and we're like, "This I don't care." Yeah, like this movie is so bad, I can't. I don't even care about that. That's how bad that movie was. Mm-hmm. It took me another 22 years to, for the sake of saying, I saw the car accident watching it. It was like a year or two ago. I watched the whole movie, Showgirls. That's yeah. a great pick. The movie is terrible. Showgirls is your number two. Mm-hmm. My number two is a movie I haven't actually seen in its entirety because it was so bad you a, couldn't complete it. A room full of twelve people voted unanimously, violently, loudly to not finish it, and that is Dana Carvey's 2002 disaster, The Master of Disguise. <laughs> I've not heard great things about this film. Dana Carvey can't carry a movie is the nicest thing I can say about him. The closest he can carry it is playing second fiddle to Mike Myers uh, 27 yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. He tried to do a character-based sort of detective movie thing, I guess. I don't know. And it was bad. It, was, it made us mad. There were like 12 of us, 15 of us. We were angry. Turned it off. I don't remember what we ended up watching. It was like at a movie party. That's this horrible. This was the point was to watch this horrible movie, and we couldn't do it. It was so bad. So my number two, Master of Disguise. Your number two, actually your number one. My number one. I have one more clip. Instinctively, man has always been drawn to the sea. Its beauty. Its mystery. Its secrets. There is also a vague uncertainty, a sense of intrusion into an alien world, where man is unwelcome and completely at the mercy of the most terrifying predator on Earth. Man's deepest fear has risen again. Jaws, the revenge. This time, it's personal. More like personally offensive. <laughs> God. No, now I thought this was your favorite movie. Yeah. Your no. second favorite movie. No. I thought you no. loved everything in the Jaws franchise. No. I ignore everything but one. I'll even concede to two because of how horribly shitty this one is. It makes three look better because of how bad this one is. <laughs> Was it this time it's personal, one of the taglines from Rambo? I don't know, but I know that they... How does a shark have a personal vendetta? This film's main logic lies on the idea of a shark hunting one particular family. Hey, man. To the point of following Ellen Brody all the way down to the Bahamas. Really? Are you a shark expert? Really? Yes. Are you a sharkiologist? I am. And that is bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit. According to Michael Caine, who never even saw the film that he starred in, said Jaws the Revenge will go down in my memory as the time when I won an Oscar, paid for a house, and had a great holiday. Not bad for a flop movie. He won an Oscar for that movie? No, he won an Oscar for Hannah and Her Sisters. Okay. And he missed accepting that Oscar because he was shooting Jaws the Revenge. Okay, for a second. And he's never seen the movie. My name's but it, Michael Caine. But it paid for a house. It was a... I mean, he... It was the first time that I ever remember hearing someone specifically state that this was a paycheck. Yeah. I mean, I... 
I want a new house. Well, I'll star in this piece of crap. We'll see how it goes. It was too. It's horrible. And I try like said a little bit earlier, I ended up rewatching all of them. Two is really not that bad, especially when you compare it. The, the most offensive thing about Jaws... I wish Jaws you guys could see Nathan's face while he's the talking. The most offensive Normally thing... Normally he has a smile on his face when we talk about any of this shit. The most... He is oh. mad right now. <laughs> the I'm most offensive scared. thing about this movie is it shares the name Jaws. <laughs> and, the, and the music. Yeah, well, barely. You, you almost hear it in there. You almost well, you hear it. it. I will say this. In not defense of this movie, but it, this still did scare me as a kid. Sure. I was... I was scared at least by Jaws 3. I was eight or nine when this came. Well, it still plays on that fear of you being afraid to go back in the water. I'm afraid to watch this movie again. <laughs> I, I, agree. I agree. No, and there's I get nothing that. redeeming. That's the only thing that's possibly redeeming about it is you can still scare little kids that don't know the difference between good storytelling and not. Ellen Brody got psychic. Turned like turned like psychic. Did and she could get channel, psychic? I have dude. I kind of channel I, like this. Like she knew like bad things were coming. The beginning of the movie kills like the younger son. Mm-hmm. They also recast. It's like they ignored Everything. three and went in and recast. Yeah. Wouldn't you? The two kids. I mean, I guess. Okay. They were. So they were like, hey, last Starfighter is pretty good. Let's get that kid <laughs> on here. And they did that. Uh, they did a sweet little flashback deal to Jaws. Remember? They did Smile, You Son of a Bitch. They had that in there. Did but they? it was patinaed, like. Rococo. Like, like it was, I'm flashing like a, back. She was seeing a memory, yeah. That she didn't ever we see. We have talked way too long about Jaws or She flashed back to a, a, a time when of, she never, the, the memory that she never had. Because she wasn't even there. Because yeah. she was psychic, yeah. apparently. But maybe Martin told her, you know. Horrible. So, Jaws Horrible. of Revenge. It Jaws of Revenge. Angry. That's, That's a, how that bad is, it is. That is it. I know. I know. <laughs> I've known you for close to 15 years. I know. I know. That's your number one, Jaws of Revenge. Yes. My number one is the ultimate girlfriend made me go see this at the theater movie, and that is f***ing Twister. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch Twister every day if I never have to watch Jaws the Revenge. You and I, she, we live in different worlds, my friend, because the, the, the plot is dumb, the science is dumb, the actions are bad, the plot is dumb. <laughs> the science is dumb. The visual effects were bad even 21 years ago. They had Van... It was 1997, and they had Van Halen on the soundtrack, and the Goo Goo Dolls. And Helen Hunt is your... Why did they try to make Helen Hunt like the badass lady star? Why did they... Was Sigourney Weaver busy that year? Yes. She was busy making Alien She's busy making movies about gorillas. I don't know. No, that was not... Not in 97. (laughs) She you was busy being badass Sigourney Weaver somewhere else. She was busy being. And I'm not going to be in was this. Carol the waitress yes. trying to be Helen the scientist. No, <laughs> Twister. The, uh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's the most boring. I would watch at least Ed Wood movies put me to sleep. Twister. Twister you? makes me so goddamn mad. That like I want to go see. I want to go punch babies. Yeah, but that's one dead babies or live ones. Choose. Okay. (laughs) Surprise me. We have to put a warning at the beginning. (laughs) Maybe 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 I'll chop that out. Twister makes me want to hit old people with other old people. That's what I want to do. Yeah. It's not as funny. I'm going with the dead baby. All right. Okay. (laughs) On that note. Okay, so that was our uh, pick six worst movies ever. Uh, be sure to come back next week where 
We don't talk about so much shit garbage. And we aren't as angry at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good week. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. In Southeast Asia, we call this type of thing bad karma.